Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. friends. Happy Monday. Happy Thanksgiving Monday to all my Canadian friends. The first long weekend of the school year and I am so thankful. I'm actually thankful for a lot of things this year. I'm thankful for being able to be a teacher and I'm thankful for being having a great family and I'm thankful for being able to um, move into a townhouse. I'm thankful for my little puppies. I'm thankful for this podcast and for all of you listeners who listen to this podcast and I'm I'm just really thankful this year I'm thankful that I've been able to reflect on my life more and know what I want out of life more and who I want in my life so I'm really thankful for that kind of epiphany Um, I'm thankful for the yummy food that I get to eat or that I ate all of this past weekend and just it's it's been a good year and there's lots I'm, I'm thankful for so um, one cool thing before we dive into this this episode here is I actually did my first shoot on the weekend um, so for those of you who may remember or may forget I did sign up or like I kind of submitted my pictures to a couple modeling agencies in Toronto last year and for fun complete literally completely for fun like with pictures I took on my balcony <laughs> of my apartment and I got ended up getting accepted into two agencies in Toronto and I had my first shoot over this past weekend for a scene commercial so scene like Cineplex commercial I had to drive all the way into downtown Toronto at the giant Cineplex movie theater and we shot until like 3 a.m. and I didn't get home till 4 a.m. and it was really, it was fun, it was interesting. Many different kinds of people that I was kind of out of my element to be honest, but it was a good experience, it was really fun Um, and I'm kind of happy like the first one is under my belt so to speak. We got there, they had to, we had to show proof of being double vaccinated and then we had to do a rapid COVID test then we waited two hours and we finally got to go to the set and um yeah it was really cool so once that airs on tv or in theaters i will let you guys know and you can check it out um but it was kind of fun so that was that was also something cool and something that i'm thankful for that i was given the opportunity to do that um but let's dive into this episode so this episode we are focusing on the second half of the list that I wrote for Thought Catalog, my, my article. Um, we got through the first half last week, 1 to 20, and we are now going to finish the second half this week and just kind of like go through it and um, you guys get to hear my comments. Hopefully you guys actually read it online um, or shared it or um, or maybe you're waiting for the last 20 items for this week <laughs> uh, before you go read it yourself. So. Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll we'll jump right back into it. All right, so we finished off last week at number 20. For those of you who forget, that one was insulting my friends and isolating me from unhealthy friendships and relationships. So I commented on that one. So let's jump into number 21 right now. So number 21 says, 
telling me not to have that bite of ice cream because I will get fat one day. First of all, how dare anybody comment on anybody's weight, first of all. And second of all, whether you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship, or you're in a friendship, like, no, that you should be telling the person, yo, share that ice cream with me, like, and then we'll, like, have fun afterwards, or we will, like, go out afterwards, like, don't be telling people not to eat something, like, one, that's none of your business. If they want to have a bite of ice cream, they can have a bite of ice cream, like, it's not the end of the world. Um, so, like, oh, like that irks me. Um, and two, like, I'm sure you've had a bite of ice cream in your life once too. Are you fat? No. Like, one bite of ice cream or one pint of Ben and Jerry's is not going to make you, like, fat. Like, obviously there's, like, um, there are, like, not exceptions, but, like, if you don't take care of your body and you don't, like, take care of yourself, then you might gain some weight, but like, no, like who cares what women eat? Like women and men already have enough um, body dysmorphic ideals and what we have to see on the media and social media and on the TV and like how we feel like our bodies should look. Like if somebody feels confident enough to have ice cream, let them have the damn ice cream. Like, God, Um, it just makes you feel bad about yourself and if people are making you feel bad about yourself and especially making you feel bad about the way you look, um, definitely going with our theme of the article, that is definitely not love. And you need to get rid of that person out of your life ASAP. Number 22 was not letting me choose a movie yet forcing me to watch golf and bad Adam Sandler comedies every single night. First off, golf is the most boring sport I've ever watched in my entire life, like legit. And how is it 12 hours long? Like, I don't understand. Like, we go play golf or people go play golf and it's like, what, three to six hours long? How is it 12 hours long on TV? Like, I, I, I really don't understand. And how boring is it to watch the ball roll across the grass and the commentator is super quiet and then everyone starts freaking out. Like, what? First of all, I think that's, I personally don't enjoy it. Um, And then my other really thing is, and this might be like a, not like a less popular opinion, but I am not the biggest fan of Adam Sandler movies, like old ones, like Billy Madison, and there's like a bunch of other ones. Like some of them are so bad and so dumb. Like, I don't understand how people watch them over and over again. And I guess, like, I get it. That can be, like, their taste and whatever. But, like, if you're not going to let me watch my own movie, don't be forcing me to watch your dumb movies on repeat. Like, not just once. Once, sure, okay. You'd be like, oh, hey, I like this movie. Can we watch it? Yeah, sure. It turned out to be dumb. Okay, whatever. But you should not be forcing someone to watch it, like, literally three times a month or four times a month. Like, no. (laughs) Like, where's my chance to pick a movie? Oh, well, your movies are dumb. Okay, well, I think your Adam Sandler movies are dumb. Like, here's where the lack of communication comes into play. Here's where there's no compromising. Like, I shouldn't, one shouldn't have to watch everything that the other person enjoys without there being a little bit of give and take. You know what I mean? Um, So I definitely think um, that's, this is a prime example of compromising and compromising, like, what you're watching on TV, compromising what um, activities you do, compromising on each other's enjoyments. It doesn't mean you have to like each other's in, like hobbies and what each other likes on TV and each other's interests, but it would be nice to kind of compromise and let the other person have a chance to pick 
activities or like things that you're doing together every once in a while instead of it just being nope we're watching this nope we're doing this nope 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 um lack of communication lack of compromising and like any relationship in general relationship or friendship like they go hand in hand it's all about the compromise and all about the give and take and all about making sure like you accept both parties with for what they like and are open to just like letting the other person pick for once you'd be like oh well, you picked last time now i picked last time well you pick this time like that's like you learn that in kindergarten you know what i mean so i don't understand how some people just don't grow up from that idea where like oh no i want to do this because i like this better like no stop being selfish <laughs> um number 23 only telling me that you love me while you're drunk Ooh, that's a hard one. I've personally never experienced that one. So that would be one that I, um, I can't remember if I received that one from somebody else or if, um, it was to continue with like the thought behind this article, but that's a tough one. Like, could you imagine being in a relationship with somebody and only the other, that person only telling you that they love you when they're drunk or under the influence? And I get it. People say, oh, well, you're the most honest when you're, when you're drinking. I, I, don't necessarily agree with that like sure like alcohol and stuff can help you feel more confident in sharing my dogs are playing in sharing your thoughts like and be more confident in being open so I think that that's something that like maybe needs to be dived into a little bit more um like maybe they're too shy to say it while they're sober or maybe they're scared of like the repercussions if they say it while they're sober but if you're the other person who's um, on the receiving end of that and only being told I love you when the other person's drunk, I could see how it makes you feel like a certain kind of way and like think, oh, well, like, do they not care about me? Are they not like, do they not have the same feeling for me when they're sober? Like, but it could also be like the other person's confident issues. So like that could be, that could definitely be a conversation to have. I think both when they're, when both parties are sober, um, because too, like sometimes you can say something when you're under the influence of alcohol or drugs and then the next day or the next morning or a couple hours later you don't remember you that you said that and I've heard stories about people who have said like the other person said one thing and then they asked them the next day and that person doesn't recall even saying that at all so like that's a completely other issue too like that's where maybe you have to like think about okay well how is alcohol or like the drugs affecting my life and affecting um my communication and my relationships with other people so that's a tricky one that's that's a tough one. Um, and I, I know for me with my anxiety, if somebody only told me that they were, that if somebody only told me that they loved me while they, I, they were drunk, I would be like so, 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 so anxious. Um, and I would get into my head a lot. And I'm sure that that's what a lot of people feel when, if, when, or if they experience, um, number 23, <laughs> Um, number 24, holding my hand when I tell you about all the pain that previous exes has, have caused and then turning around and doing the exact same thing that they did. Yikes, that hurts my heart. Like, that is such a manipulative, narcissistic hypocrite. You know what I mean? Like, for somebody to vent their feelings and vent and, like, talk about their past traumatic experiences with other people... And then for you to be listen and like pat their shoulder and rub their back and wipe their tears. And then you turn around and do the exact same shit that they were just like, com like not complaining. They were just talking about like, it's like you like needed to hear that they've experienced that. So you can be like, oh yeah, well if they experience it again, like they'll be fine because they've already been through it once. Like what is the thought process that goes through somebody's head 
when they do something like this. I don't, I don't understand. Like, do they just have the thrill of like playing the person who's consoling the sad person? Are they like trying to understand how, or trying to see how far they can push the other person? Like in any situation, there's no really good answer here. Like you can't just take somebody's feelings and take somebody's past experiences and then go do the exact same shit. Like, no, it's like if somebody um, came to me and was talking about like how much their anxiety has developed from being cheated on and then um, I'm just like, oh yeah, like that's awful and like consoling them and then like a week later I turn around and cheat on them. Like that would be the same kind of example. and. That's just an awful person. <laughs> like, there's no nice way to say that. That's literally, you're an awful person. <laughs> you're a terrible person. Or for somebody to be like, um, oh, you should go chase after them. And then they turn around and cheat on, like, their partner for four years. <laughs> like, awful person. You're such a hypocrite. Um, and I'm laughing because it's so awful. And if I don't laugh, I'd probably cry. So I just... I, I don't understand some people and I don't understand how they can live with themselves after doing something like that to somebody else. Like, it's, it's awful. And, like, does that karma not follow you around? Like, do you not believe in karma? It's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> um, number 25. <laughs> Telling me that I have no female friends because I am too intimidating, too intimidating and too tall and work too hard compared to other girls that you know. As a tall girl, this one hits me really, really hard um, because I've been told I'm too intimidating because I'm so tall, because I worked like three, four jobs throughout my university degree, because even when I had a full-time job in the summers, I worked like three of them. And apparently that's intimidating to people. I didn't know that. I thought like I literally was just like working hard and doing, minding my own business and like making money and doing what I had to do to survive, but apparently that's too intimidating. So apparently next time I should just like live out of my parents' basement and mooch off of whatever and not be responsible for my bills. And like, ugh, I don't even know, like, how is that being intimidating? Like, I, I don't truly understand. Like it's, you should be proud of somebody who works so hard and be like thankful that, um, that other person is not a bum and is not like mooching off of you or isn't like being like cheap you know what I mean and the thing that makes me sad is like so many people count on the handouts from others and like expect things to be handed to them especially like people like there are some people from like my generation that I know of and especially like today's generation like they just expect things to be handed to them. Whereas like I had to work my ass off for everything that I have. Like I bought my own car. My parents didn't give it to me. I found my own place to live. My parents didn't, didn't give me money for somewhere to rent. Um, you know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't work like that. I paid for my second, for my second university degree. They didn't help me with that. I had to figure that out on my own. And so like, I just, I don't understand how that is something that's intimidating if anything I think it's honorable I think it's inspiring I think it's something that people can look up to maybe they're jealous but I don't want to say that because like I don't want to sound cocky but like what is it that apparently is intimidating about working hard um are other girls like jealous of that like you'd think like girls want to 
cheer other girls on you know what I mean but I do know that jealousy is a big factor among um girls in general um but for like a guy to say that to you being like oh you have no female friends because you're too tall you're too intimidating and you work too hard compared to other girls like is that also his perspective in my personal situation I know that that wasn't his perspective I know that that was the truth because I did not have a lot of female friends I don't I have a very select few and a very select few that I get along with um, because I can't just deal, I can't deal with female drama. I can't deal with female jealousy amongst each other. So I have a very select few good close girlfriends and like they support, they support me and, and they, um, are there no matter what. Um, and I think that that's what's important. And like, they, they'll tell me that they're proud of me and like, I'm proud of them and like, we support each other. That's what friends are. Um, it's not about this competition, and I think that females and girls need to get that out of their head that there is not a competition between one another, and height has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> like, if I'm a foot taller than you, cool. All my friends are taller than me. Like, I mean, sorry, I'm taller than all of my friends. All my friends are shorter than me. Like, I'm literally a foot taller than some of my friends. Like, I give them a hug and they're tiny, and I still love them. Like, and then they still love me like I don't understand what the issue is there with the whole height thing like that just baffles my mind but ugh, you know all the power to you but like I ain't got time for that and to number 26 number 26 is very triggering for me so I will try to keep this one as brief as I can um, number 26 says, secretly having dating apps on your phone and calling me crazy when you match with my best friend on Bumble. I can hear the cr- and see the cringing as you're listening to this. This is facts. This is a true story. Um, this is legit. <laughs> uh, and then the worst part about it is like when you catch somebody doing something sketch, they turn around and try to blame it on you. And then when you tell them, you're like, yo, you're gaslighting like that's literally what you're doing they're like no what's gaslighting and then you explain it and they're like no I'm not doing that bro you literally called me crazy when I knew something was going on and then boom like you match with my best friend on a dating app and the other thing I'm very curious about though is like why would he have swiped on her if he knew who she was and why would she swipe on him if she knew who he was do you know what I mean like maybe that's another sketchy thing like maybe both parties are sketchy because why would you swipe on each other um like just to see if you'd match or like just just to see if he was a bot or like to trap him i don't even know but the whole situation is fucked pardon my french um yeah it's it's oh god i don't even know what to say about that one that's just like a that's like a mic drop one and walk away (laughs) from it Um, but it's just definitely something I had to get out and definitely something like I'm sure other women or men have experienced the same thing and they just want, like, I just hope somebody feels like, oh shit, like I'm not alone in this. Like this is legit happened to somebody else. And I wish my goal here is like as much as reliving and talking and commenting on some of these things do trigger me and do hurt. Um, I hope that somebody who's listening to this and somebody who's gone through these things or even like a couple things on this list, realize, hey, I am not alone in this because when it happened to me, literally no one else had gone through it. Like nobody I knew had experienced something like some of these items on this list. And it was really hard for me and really, like really, really hard for me. Um, 
and now that like I've gotten the chance to heal and I've gotten a chance to go through therapy and talk to somebody about some of these things um I'm I wouldn't say like completely healed about it but I'm definitely like in a position where I can reflect on it and think about it from like not just from like an angry hurt standpoint but more like a logical psychological kind of standpoint and like why did this happen what trick caused this what what were the events leading up to this um how did things change after that you know what I mean so like um now I can I'm able to talk about it and I hope that somebody else realizes that and realize it's important to share um number 27 is equally as triggering as number 26 (laughs) number 27 says having strangers dm me to share screenshots oh my goodness let me try that again Having strangers DM me to share screenshots of sexually explicit text messages between the two of you. <laughs> that happened to me with three females, meaning three random females DM'd me through, found me through Instagram to DM me legit screenshots of text messages <laughs> asking me what kind of situation or relationship I had with the said person that they were sexting with and them to then share the text messages with me and said person's phone number (laughs) so that they proved that it was the same person um god I remember the first time that happened to me and like I literally felt my like stomach in my butthole like god even like thinking about it now my chest is like deep breaths um thinking about that now it would have been a year ago a year ago, I would have gotten the first one. A year ago, like, around this time, like, this week, I would have gotten the first one. And I got all three within a span of, like, three weeks. Ooh, mama. Look how far we've come in a year, hey? I've been able to share these ideas and get it published, and it happened literally a year ago. <laughs> um, that's probably the worst, because it makes you feel like you're stupid, and it makes you feel like, how did I not see this coming? Or maybe, like, you had a suspicion, but you talked about it, and like they were able to play the suspicion out of you so to speak but then when somebody a stranger three different strangers prove to you that you were right the thing is too like they were very they not like they weren't a bitch about it they weren't like ha 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 like blah 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 they were no like they were um like we want to support females i'm very like pro girl and like thinking girls have to stand up for each other like all three of them were like that well no the last one was not like that at all she seemed like a bitch but the first two were like that and um in the moment like I wasn't like I didn't care how nice they were trying to be or like how like oh like we're on your side they were trying to be um I was just mad at the world and mad at everybody in general um but I do appreciate the fact that like they were like well like fuck this guy and like what a sleaze bag and what have you like they were very much on my side um once they realized the situation my dogs are just not cooperating um so that's definitely that's a hard one Number 29 says, sorry, number 28, promising me you'll come and cheer me on during my interests in games, but never showing up. When somebody first read this one, they messaged me and they said that seems like more like a parent thing, which I also totally agree with. My parents showed up, I think, to one, maybe two of my sports in games in high school, and I played on every sport all four years. So that's a lot of games, and they showed up maybe to two. So, like, yes, that can relate to, like, parent relationships as well. But also, like, as an adult, like, okay, yes, I get people are busy. But, like, if you're going to say you're going to be there for somebody and you're going to be there to, like, support you or cheer you on and then they just literally never show up, 
that's kind of telling like where are your priorities like I didn't ask you to come to every game but like if I'm like hey like you want to come want to come watch or like do you want to come with me while I play and like the other person's like yeah sure I'd love to and then just literally never makes the effort to attend um it's kind of hurtful and especially like when you're making that promise to begin with and you're you're committing to something and say that, that you're going to be there and just not showing it just it shows that you can't um not that you can't be trusted but like that you can't be counted on and there's nothing worse than realizing that somebody can't be counted on um and you can't trust them that they're going to show up for you like if they can't show up to you for something easy like watching you play a game or like being part like showing up for like the last little bit of a tournament or a recital or whatever if they can't even show up to you for that how are they going to show up to you for the bad things that happen in life Do you know what I mean like who says they're going to show up for those the bad things if they can't even show up for the good things and that's something I realized um just even now while rereading this is is it really shows somebody's true colors and is that the kind of person that you want to live your life with is it the kind of person you want in your life if you can't count on them why are they why are why are you keeping them around um number 29 making me sneak into your apartment because quote-unquote people are sleeping but in reality no one knows i exist that's a that's a ooh, that's a tough one um i've like been hidden from on not like i've been hidden on other people's social media whereas like they wouldn't post about me to try to hide me but i've never like I've never been snuck in somewhere um, because, like, their friends don't know I exist. So that's, like, a really tough one. That makes you really, like, second-guess yourself and makes you think about, like, why am I here if nobody in your life knows that I exist? Like, how many girls have you brought over? How many, like, if your friends meet me, are they just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're, like, is she some side piece? Like, what, am I, like, the fifth girl to come over tonight? Am I, like, how many people have you done this with? It makes you kind of think that and, like, reflect on that. Um if you're like not in a serious committed relationship and this happens well like you kind of signed up for that you know what I mean but if you are in a committed relationship and they're still sneaking you into like their apartment or their house without anybody knowing that's a red flag major red flag vibes right there So number 30 kind of coincides with um, number um, number 24. So number 24, just to refresh you, holding my hand when I tell you about all the pain that previous exes have caused, then turning around doing the exact same thing. Number 30 kind of coincides with that. So number 30 says, finding out and having me trust you enough to tell you my insecurities and then turning around and using them against me. So in this case, you're kind of, the other person's kind of like being more psychologically manipulative. Um, and so like if you say, oh, I am triggered by this, and then anytime like that you get triggered, they'll literally use that against you and be like, oh, you're crazy, oh, you're this, oh, you're that. Um, or saying, talking about something that scares you and then they turn around and make that thing happen you know what I mean and like they're using that against you it's like they get the thrill of being the bad guy or making you feel that kind of way so that they can like try to get you to trust them like I don't even know how that like thought process even works that just seems like a lot of work to me and a lot of brain power that I don't got time for in my life like I got too many things to worry about than trying to manipulate somebody and like manipulate somebody's thoughts and like break their trust like I don't got time for that in my life you know what I mean um and it's a lot to kind of like handle that and 
behave that way. So I don't know how, I don't know how people do that, especially because once you gain somebody's trust and that trust breaks, like there's no turning back on that. Sometimes there is, like if it's a one-time thing, then sure it can come back. But if it's a repeated offense, there's no way that that trust is ever getting regained. You know what I mean? Number 31 is so awkward. Not introducing me to your friends because your friends think that I'm just your quote-unquote fuck buddy. Yep. That's a thing. I'm not sure if women do this, but I'm very curious to know if they do. Um, But I know that lots of men won't introduce you to their friends because their friends just think like you're just some other girl that they're sleeping with. Um, And they don't want to like look like they're in a committed relationship, which I don't understand because I do know like a lot of guys, their friends are in committed relationships. So what, you just want to be the one single guy in your group of friends? Like that makes no sense to me. (laughs) Um, But I'm curious if girls do the same thing. Like if girls don't introduce guys to their friends because their girlfriends just think he's another guy that she's sleeping with you know what I mean so I'm very curious if you know any girls like who do do that or um like any of your friends I'd love to like even just anonymously kind of like know that situation because I think that that's very interesting um and that's a whole other like psychology piece like why are you ashamed of them not being like are you ashamed of your friends knowing that you're with somebody are you scared of like their judgment because at the end of the day your friends if your friends are judging you about who you're with like that's wrong. It's none of their business. It's not their life. If they don't like the person, like I've said before, they don't need to interact with the person, but you don't need to judge them. And so like, is that why, is that why like you're trying to hide from the other person? Like, I don't even know. So, um, that's really awkward. Um, and demoralizing too, like as the other person, like, am you're thinking like, am I not good enough to be shown around to people and be shown off and like be, meeting your friends and your family like what is it about me that is making you not want to introduce me to the people that are important in your life so that's that's tricky and that's a hard pill to swallow (laughs) for sure number 32 this one's just awful um it's never happened to me but it's awful number 32 bringing me to a strip club just to compare me to the strippers how can you even compare somebody to a stripper like is this like being compared badly to the stripper? Okay, well, here's the thing. You could compare them, if you're being positively compared to the stripper, like, is that a good thing? Like, is that a positive compliment? I don't even know. Um, or if you're just literally being taken to the strip club and being like, these girls are nothing like you, you're like, they're so hot and you're not and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's that's abuse right there. That's emotional abuse. And literally, why would you bring your partner to there if you're just going to compare them to the the performers or the strippers or whatever we call them you know what I mean like why would you go there in the first place like is your intention literally to be mean like a mean person are you inherently a mean person (laughs) because what like (laughs) it's not love either way I don't even think there's a positive way to compliment you like to compare you to a stripper in a positive way I don't see that as a compliment in any aspect like what would you say like oh you're hotter than the stripper like well what if the stripper's not hot to begin with and like that's just you're just like okay cool bro like what yeah that's an awkward one I don't even know I don't even have any comments about that one because I don't even know um number 33 picking the life of one child over another just because you like the first child's mother better we're just gonna leave that one like that that one is 
Um, that one is not the place to comment on, not the one to comment on. So we're just going to leave that one be. Take that one as you wish. Take that one as negatively or positively or whatever thought process you're having regarding number 33, but we are moving on. Um, number 34, letting me write your university papers for you while you leave the room and go play video games instead of helping me. Oh my god, I remember when that happened and I was livid. Like if I'm going to help you, I don't mind helping you. I don't even mind writing papers because I'm kind of good at them. But like if I'm doing you a favor, sit there. You know what I mean? Like you should sit there and have to suffer sitting there while I'm writing your paper instead of going to play video games or do something fun while I'm literally doing your homework for a degree I've already gotten. Technically... For all the work I've done, I literally should have two kinesiology degrees. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, it's, and like, how rude is that? Like, how would, how dare you just like leave the room and go leave the room while I'm doing your homework? Like, just sit there, sit on your phone, sit there, don't say anything, but stay in the room. Like, rude, rude, rude. That is not love. That's literally using somebody for their smartness. <laughs> smartness, I don't think is a word. Intelligence. Um, just so you can reap the benefits of getting a good grade and playing games at the same time. Like, God. Oh boy, let's take a break and we'll go through the last half of the last five items on the list. guys we're in the home stretch i'm so glad you've stuck around to listen to all of these love isn't points but we got six more to get through uh number 35 using my fears and struggles to steal my money and scare me to submission that's just a manipulative piece of shit i've sworn a lot this episode i apologize i am so sorry um but like like wow how unless you're sharing your pin with somebody but like even then how are you trusting them like do you think people like that show signs like show signs that they're untrustworthy prior to doing these kinds of things or like are they just that sneaky and then my other question is how did they get that sneaky sometimes it's like from past traumatic childhood experiences and i get that but like did nobody call them out on it before like that's what i don't understand (laughs) Um, number 36, telling my family that we're dating so they will help you, but telling your own family that we're quote unquote just friends. Yikes. This is where, again, the using of people comes into play and being manipulative and trying to get things handed to you because you're too lazy to work through things on your own. And then when you actually tell the other, like when you're telling your own family that you're just friends, like how does that make the other person feel and what kind of person does that like and then you're just standing there like dumbfounded like what did they just say like we're not we're wait we're not together but you just told my family we are together like just so my family can help you like are you trying to get handouts are you trying to make them feel bad for you but then like why aren't you telling your family that you're that you're dating are you there here comes like that shame piece again like are you ashamed or embarrassed of me like like where where is this coming from why are you acting this way and I'm really curious I would love 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 to have a guest on who like either has gone through the similar experiences or like is the person acting this way and like just kind of talk through it and see see why they act this way and it's I'm really interested in this is like very psychological and I don't know why because I'm very big into sports and so but this just like it's cur- I'm curious about this um 
37, spending Saturday night with me and then Sunday morning on the beach with somebody else. There's your two-timer, untrustworthy person again. Um, if you are in a committed relationship, this is a major red flag. It shows that they do not love you or care about you in any form of anything. If you are not in a committed relationship and number 37 has happened to you, um, that is a red flag also, but could be a conversation that you have with the other person. Um maybe in terms of like what that relationship is and those those conversations are always like awkward you're like so what are we like are we dating are we seeing other people um but if you're not in a committed relationship that's the kind of discussion you have to have if you find out number 37 and like i said if you're in a committed relationship and number 37 happened to you like boy bye or girl bye (laughs) bye felicia um i don't understand people i really don't i'm just shaking my head like Number 38, that I've mentioned this one before. Um, number 38 happened to me. It was one of the major dumpings that has happened in my life. Um, number 38, using this on, using the same breath on Valentine's Day to say that you want to marry me and then dumping me five minutes later. Technically at your parents' house. Um, that was a tough pill to swallow. I hate Valentine's Day. Like, I hated it. I thought it was cutesy before and, like, whatever. Now I really hate it. Like... To dump somebody on Valentine's Day, it's like dumping somebody on Christmas or, like, on their birthdays. Like, there's just days you don't do it. Like, you hold off another day and, like, do it the next day or whatever. But you don't do it, like, the day of something because that just ruins that day for, like, ever. And, like, I'm over it, whatever. And at this point, I'm just like, wow, you're a dick. Um, But in the moment, like, it was, like, heartbreaking and it was awful. Um, And then to say that you wanted to marry me and you were going to propose to me that year and then literally turn around and, and dump me, like... Is that supposed to soften the blow? Is that supposed to make your actions easier to swallow? Like, what's the deal here, bro? Like, where's the, where, where, what am I missing here? Um, so that's, I don't understand that. Like, if you're just going to dump somebody, just, like, just do it. Don't try to play it up. Don't try to, like, be like, oh, well, I was going to marry you. Okay, well, then, like, why are you doing this? You know what I mean? And you're never going to get those answers because nobody ever really gets that kind of closure when they're dumped like that like it's just it just doesn't happen um and I never got those answers and at this point I really don't care anymore like I've moved on from my life um but at that moment when that happened um three four three years ago um like I said like it was heartbreaking and like it took me a long time to get past that but I have now so um number 39 going to my sister's wedding and whispering to me that quote-unquote that will never be us as we dance in front of my family that's a tough one um not happened to me because my sisters are not married but could you imagine like literally a wedding is like the most beautiful thing in the world and you're dancing with like your partner and your partner whispers that to you that will never be us like bro why did I bring you why are you even here then why did you say yes to attending why are you dating me like there's so many questions like why are you telling me this like like I <laughs> I got nothing so many so many questions surrounding that one um like why are you at my sister a, a big family event my sister's wedding if you're gonna say shit like that like why are you even with me to begin with like am I not worthy of marrying you like like am I not good enough for you to want to marry me like do you not want our families to like like be, like be together do you not want to create our own like family one day like it's it's very confusing um, like I said, my sisters have never been married, so that one never pertained to me. And don't get me started, because people like to read into this list far more than they need to. And, um, yeah, 
people have called it disturbing because of some of the things that are in here, but it's the truth. And it's something that like needs to be talked about so that other people don't feel alone. And um, just because I wrote it down doesn't mean it happened to me. And people need to like just read it, feel it, and try not to like think into, oh, well, did this, did this happen to her? Oh, this happened to her. Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And people in my life have called this post, these posts, this like whole article disturbing. Um, and that hurts me because I'm trying to help other people. And I was trying to get my truth out. Some of it, like I said before, like some of it did happen to me. Some of it didn't. And you need to just like stop reading into things and stop reading between the lines and just take the article for literally how it is sharing events that have happened and recognizing them and realizing that that's not what love is. And hopefully you don't find yourself in a similar situation. So Anyway, that's my little tangent on that. Um, and finally, number 40, I finish it off with the way you treated me, period. Mic drop, drop the pen, walk away. The way you treated me is not what love is. Like, oh, oh, I feel like I ended that so well. Um, there is a conclusion, a little conclusion here um, that I will read to you guys. So after number 40, it says, I could go on about all the things that love isn't, about all the red flags I saw but convinced myself weren't there. You'd think people would learn. You'd think I would have learned. I wish we could all realize what was right in front of us, that this thing we thought was love was actually breaking us down and destroying us. But sometimes it's not that simple. A Taylor Swift song won't just make it better. Screaming into your pillow won't fix it. Crying yourself to sleep won't make things better in the morning. Nothing makes these things leave your mind and your soul. Some say it is because we don't know how to stand up for ourselves. I don't know if I believe that. I think we all want love so much that we just end up settling. We think that we're going to be the person that saves them. We believe that the love we give is going to be the factor in changing their behavior. That doesn't make us weak or stupid. It makes us human and it just means that now we have to take those lessons and learn what love doesn't look like for the next time. That's my article. And as of this date, there is 4,100, approximately 4,100 reads on it. And I'm very proud of it. I don't think it's disturbing at all. I think it's great. I'm trying not to be cocky. <laughs> um, I think it's enlightening. If I read, if I had read it, like if somebody else had written it and I had read it on the website, I would have been like, oof, like it would have been a punch to my gut. And the fact that that many people has read, 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 read it. <laughs> has read my article and my post like it means a lot and I hope that um, after listening to these two episodes you kind of get a little bit more insight onto um, the items that I did write about and maybe like maybe you go check it out for yourself and you go read it and helps you reflect on your own life and think about all the relationships you have not just romantic relationships family relationships parental relationships sibling relationships friendships romantic relationships colleague colleague relationship interactions like everything I want you to just think about every type of relationship you have in your life and think about do any of these items pertain to you have you seen any of these red flags in your past and if so or even like in your present day-to-day relationships and if so how are you going to manage that how are you going to fix that how are you going to communicate either through it or get rid of that person like that's they're hard questions to ask and it took me a while to figure out and then one day it all just all of these I like things just came out of me and I had to write it down I had to share it and it became this article on thought catalog and in the theme of Thanksgiving it's something that I'm thankful for that that many people literally read words from a small town nobody girl in Canada and read it and hopefully resonated with it so if you want to check it out again it's called Love isn't these 40 things 
on Thought Catalog, or you can search up my name on Thought Catalog, and the article will also show up there too. Um, give it a read if you want. Uh, share it if you want. It would mean really mean a lot. And um, just know that you're not alone out there. So have a great week, guys, and I'll, I'll catch you guys next week.